1: Hello, Jess. Um, am I really, really talking with you right now?
0: I mean, it's a miracle, but yes. Yes, you are. You think so? I hear you. Do you hear me? Okay, good. I do hear you. Being funny. Are
1: we... I'm being funny. Or not funny. Oh, okay. I'm being... How would you say it? I can't like... tell. We've had some Maybe technical sarcastic?
0: difficulties today. Yes, we have. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, then you are funny. Then it's very funny.
1: Oh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How ha, 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 we laugh! I don't even know what's happening. I'm so perturbed. It's like, <sighs> do you know we? Okay, when did we get? And it was like thirty. What thirty minutes ago? Was it thirty minutes ago that we mm, began? Forty-five, maybe thirty at 40, least. Yeah, thir, thirty at least when sure, I came in because I asked when I came in. It was probably I asked 30.
0: if you guys yeah. should record now, and that was at ten fifty-three. It's now eleven <laughs> forty-six. Oh my God! You probably came in, yeah, at like eleven fifteen. That was right yeah. about the time that I figured out I was on the wrong network, and oh. I had to go out and come in. And then you came in, and then I came in, and then John had to go, and then you left twice, and then we gave up on cast, and now we're on Skype, and we're just praying it's going to go okay for at this. Right. Point. <laughs> I know.
2: We're doing triple you know, I, yeah, a triple, triple ender.
0: Yeah, a triple ender where we're having to. Yeah, we're having to each record separately, which um, is never good. We are flex, we're well.
2: flexing our podcast muscles. We are. We are when yes. this is done, it'll sound like we're all in the same room.
0: I'm kind of out of oh shape, it feels like.
2: It feels like I'm not in shape for this task.
1: <laughs> I know, right? To press play and have your own recording. No, but you know, like, I don't even know how you did this, Jess, I mean, yourself, because you did an interview show. Oh, magical. and magical. I have to say that you know, when crap like this happens with you and with John, it's annoying, of course, as it is. But it doesn't give me like a super crazy anxiety because I feel like you guys are my friends and, you know, shit happens. And so you're just like, eh. mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Absolutely. But it doesn't have the, I guess, the importance as if you had a somebody else on the show that you didn't really know or you just booked a guest or it was very important conversation you wanted to do or you know and this kept and this was happening like it would it would make me want to quit it really would that's like one thing I I couldn't handle um, that many technical difficulties having to connect with other people every single time
2: can I tell a quick story as you know for this I'm sorry to break in But uh, I had a client that was doing the same thing here that we were doing, and her uh, guest could only be on the phone. So I said, well, I'll record you on Skype in cast. I'll call him on Skype on the phone, and I'll record you in cast, and everything will work out fine. So I go in. He can hear her. She can hear me. I can hear her. I can hear him. The two people that need to talk can't hear each other. Oh no! Oh, for Christ's sake! I'm ripping oh my, wires out. I'm changing stuff. So uh, oh I had some. Yeah. So I had. So now a I have to story. tell the guy, sorry, we can't do this because something's going here. So I tear my mixer apart and then find out that I cannot do. I can't take Skype and move it in here. So I have to use another whole other computer, whole other interface to bring Skype in, which now I can do. But you know that whole thing where the pressure's on. You know, I feel bad for the the woman who was going to do the interview. She's embarrassed. The guy who took time out and scheduled this, now he's, you know, we didn't get anything done. And now I look like a, a big giant dingbat. So, you know, oh. it's one of those things where you, you think you know what you're doing. You're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then you pop on and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, ooh. So, uh, yeah, the big thing yeah, is to test and also to back up. You know, back up, back up the best you can.
0: When you're right, you're right. No, I mean it- – <laughs> That stuff used to happen to me when I was doing interviews. It I don't know that it ever happened very badly for me, like with an important guest. The only time it really happened, to be honest with you, is when I was trying to talk to somebody in New York City. They have the worst internet, especially over Skype. I don't know what the deal is, but it's not even 300 miles from here. And yet I could – and I mean calls in Australia went better. It was crazy. Wow. So – I don't know why, but normally it was if it was a New York City call, I knew I was in for something bad, and also if Mercury's in retrograde, and also if it's raining and possibly if it's snowing, and then you know, if my cat was hungry, things went badly, but other than that, it was perfect. <laughs>
1: no, I can't it's uh, perfect every time. I mean, hats off to you know everybody that's trying to to, to do this to to really push right? through. Because I think all of us have gotten to the point where we're like, why, 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 why are we doing this though?
0: (laughs) Today I did feel a little bit like maybe we just shouldn't have a show this week because yeah,
1: I know there was a point when that started. I'm like. What the heck? And that's
0: after, what? I mean, and it's one thing like when it's not working, but it's quite another thing when it's not working and there's a water main break down the street in your kid's home with your, oh you gosh. know, with your husband and it's already not working. And that's before it's not working. It's already yeah. a disaster today before it's even begun. I literally got up out of bed to go pick out his clothes and then came back to an email saying, no school today. Sorry,
1: jerks. And that mm. was that. and that was the shift and yes so yeah it's i'm sorry i'm so sorry that all this yeah so sorry that sucks well
0: you too right aren't you having some stuff too
1: yeah i mean wasn't working my website wasn't working yeah like i'm having you know i'm doing my e-league thing and then people are trying to pay after all of the stuff people are trying to pay and they're like, you're what? You're like, the link's not working. I'm like, what do you mean the link's not working? And I go look and it, I'm getting like a 504 whatever error. And it's so frustrating because there's nothing worse than that. Oh my God. And it made me think. Oh, good. Like, I just got a text that
0: the JCC's reopened with, for everything except early childhood education.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, I'm yes, they're not here today. Let's not have them come. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Little ones. So, do you want to tell me about these um, disastrous typos of human histories in humans' history? Maybe that'll make me laugh a little bit or us laugh a little bit so that we can shift it um, and and move on to the enter me. From irritation to something else.
0: Let's all laugh at Elsie instead. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. Why not? So, last
0: (laughs) week, last week we talked about how Elsie has (laughs) maybe not a comma problem, but. You know, she's very enthusiastic and sometimes it's phrased as one thing. And even though we know what she's saying, I still enjoy showing her what she's actually <laughs> saying, even though like I know that all, I know that your readers and friends and people on our email list know and your email list, of course, know okay. what you mean. So that's why it makes it good, because it's really not as harmful as you doing it. You know, like when I always do a typo to like Subaru's email list it was 500,000 strangers this is like two or three thousand of your closest friends right so yeah yeah so it's not too bad it's not too bad but this time it was her <laughs> e-league no it was her triple e weekly email tell them where they can sign up for that
1: um and there'll Else. be a link in the it's actually bit.ly slash lc's emergency excitement altogether so it'll you know it'll be hard for you to type it in so just l- look at link in the show notes I'll put that in there LCE yeah. emergency excitement but you'll love thing.
0: it yeah. i mean i look forward to it every it's saturday morning usually um it's so every saturday morning i get an email and this was no exception i opened it up and <laughs> she's talking about her new group the e league which we'll talk about shortly and um then you know at the end of it <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, When she's very proud of herself for um, being productive, she writes, "I'm executing people!" Exclamation point! I'm executing people! Exclamation Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And I go and I send her a text immediately. And I don't even remember. You took a screenshot of it. I don't even remember what I said, but I it was, was like, like eight
1: in the morning. Yet it's another like the-
0: humorous yeah. error. <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> thing about you. I swear if you could manage to do one of these every week, nothing would make me happier. It's just I'm lucky that you've done it now twice in a row. And it's not something that like she uses Grammarly to catch her stuff. It's not something Grammarly would catch because that is a sentence. I'm executing people. Uh, if you're a serial killer, <laughs> it's actually grammatical. Both both enter me and I'm executing people are grammatically correct. <laughs> so that's what makes it good. Now hold on, I'm trying to find it. What did I say to you? Um, oh my god! This is sa- <laughs> this is I, Saturday I night. Oh, here we go. Saturday morning. I found it. Um. Uh, here we go. Um, she okay. I'm digging through your email this morning, and I find yet another instance where commas are so so important. I'm executing people versus I'm executing people. <laughs> Please tell me you see the difference. And then I sent her an anime GIF of a warrior <laughs> about ready to attack. And she then she writes, "Oh no, I have a serious coma problem." <laughs> Thing because why? why rub salt in the wound right i'm not gonna <laughs> oh i'm not God. gonna make it worse so i go that's the type of thing it wouldn't pick up um and now i'm more she says now i'm mortified i'm feeling a segment for she pa- called elsa's coma adventures
1: that is a talent i have to say
0: yeah <laughs> thank you john um and then I'm like, "Yes, how fun, but let's call it something else cuz, you know, coma advent you don't have a lot of adventures in a coma." <laughs> pretty pretty stand still in in those types of situations.
1: Make it happen, yo. <laughs> so anyway, then she Oh god. So then
0: Elsie takes to Facebook and I wish I had corrected her about the coma because now she says, "Let me share with you why Jessica's my BFF." It goes live at eight. I see a barrage of texts. It seems my comma problems spelled correctly. Oh, you fixed it, Elsie. I did. It says, fix "I feel it. my I feels my coma problems have just made me a killer." And now she's killing people in a coma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it drives
0: me bananas. Oh my god. She goes. I'm so embarrassed and highly amused. I mean, I bet the victims weren't very amused.
1: No, but it became. If I mean, <laughs> oh, it was just too much. Then I thought, like, if you're interested in keeping so up with my heart, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. So mm. then I was like, I don't know, somewhere in there, I corrected her and I said, comma, and a, she has a coma problem and a comma problem. Yeah, um, which, and I mean, I you know, correcting you is kind of like probably makes me sound like a jerk because. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anybody who's constantly correcting your grammar is naturally going to be like the biggest asshole in your pocket. But um, I'm actually just doing it because I'm so amused by it, not because I'm just like, it's
1: comma, dummy. Um, you have to help me though because see even my daughter like (laughs) I feel really bad like she just came in here I think you heard me when we finally connected and I was like there's a T right in between here and there's like a you know because she came in and what they do is they come in at now what she does is she gets a piece of paper and she writes down what she wants to say to me whenever they open the door when I'm recording so she brought Mm. in you know she has her little poster board and she brought it in and she wrote you know can we watch a dvd but then Mm -hmm. she wrote can Mm c-a-n-e we watch w-a-c-h a a dvd Mm -hmm. and so i said you can go back out and look at your words and see if you can correct the ones that you feel are not properly spelled because i feel really bad sometimes you know to like i know she like i wanted to help her keep writing because i want that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i also don't want her to to build the habit of writing these words you know misspelled because she gets it when she reads it and so where where and i mean i get where's the where's the balance i mean i know i'm supposed to be i'm a grown-up and i should know these things but you know like i don't know it's like wait which things
0: should you know when to let them misspell words the answer is never
1: No, no, no. Like, what I'm saying is, like, you should tell me is what I'm saying to you. Like, you can't, like, not tell me. And there are some times, too, though, where there are, and and this was not the case, where you write something on the go on the phone. You know, it's so much harder for me to spell things correctly on the phone. And also there's the autocorrect. So those are my excuses. But You know, there's also time where it's like you forget stuff like that, like comma and comma, like I forget that. But now I will remember forever for the rest of my life. I will remember in
0: certain situations. I mean, but it's hard because then I mean, I've I've corrected longer blog posts and essays of yours. And in
1: some cases, you've too many. So you can't win. No, you're right. You're right. I remember when you did. You were like too many commas. dude.
0: They're either not where they belong or where they don't belong. (laughs) yeah it can't win i mean and most people and actually you're much better writer than most people with or without commas to be honest so (laughs) correcting you i mean you spell you you don't really have a spelling you never spell anything wrong coma was i think i thought it was a typo which is why i didn't correct it um because you almost never have a spelling error it's always commas
1: yeah, it's a, Which it's is a, impressive
0: for someone who's not from who's this isn't their first language.
1: But I think, I think that that's you, a that's a big thing too, because I don't because there are some times when I don't quite understand and even like it's really hard for me now homeschooling too, it's sort of like, you know, hunters also Uh, learning sentence structures and stuff. And it's the simplest, (laughs) it's the simplest stuff. And I read it. Are you sure you're qualified for home? Dude, I don't even know if I am. I'm sitting there looking at that. And then she goes, Mama, I'm a little confused by this. And I'm like, okay. And then I look and I read the directions. And I'm like, I have no idea what that even said. Like, I don't even know what that is. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to explain to her something that I don't even understand in terms of grammar. So I'm like, I don't even know if I'm qualified for this. I really don't. And then the stuff where we're talking about adverbs. Maybe you should text me those things because I was a journalism major. What is a it? Ju- hmm? What? I said, I maybe you, you should
0: said. text me those small instances where you don't understand the grammar thing because I was a journalism major. Like I'm pretty hip to the grammar stuff.
1: Right. But it's not me. You're going to have to tell her because I know, but I'll explain to you how to tell her. Okay. And also, and with adverbs and all this kind of stuff, and especially when the answers, like the answers that I think are right are not the answers or the examples they're using. I'm like, what? That's, that doesn't (laughs) seem right. You know? And so then I'm like, ping me. so confused. So confused. But with the
0: explain it to you so you can explain it to her.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be a thing here. Very. That very must soon, be so frustrating. Kind of it's very frustrating. It's, yes, because thing. I'm like, what the heck is that? But anyway, but but you know what? I I also I'm very interested. It's just that's one of those things that studying grammar is. Although I actually would truly totally want to do it more and be very like on it. It's not on the top of the list. <laughs> this one. There's a lot
0: of other things that should come before that. That said, yes. Yes. if you think for two semesters you're going to write for a newspaper, they sort of throw a lot of grammar at you. So I know more than my share for good reason. But um, it doesn't mean that I use it that regularly of a base on a base, you know, on a rate. Yeah. I can't even speak, much less. see. Right. So, um <laughs> <laughs> so that's i funny. so i then i found this funny article um called the most disastrous typos in history and i just wanted to share a few of them because they were so funny like um back in the civil war time um income taxes weren't a thing so like in 1972 president grant's administration put taxes 1972, on 72 that's when i was born. 18 18 18, okay. 18. All sorry. Right. sorry sorry <laughs> 1872 sorry so the Secretary of Treasury decided that fruit plants, both tropical and semi-tropical, for the purpose of propagation or cultivation were tax exempt, which is fine because no one wants to um, – it says no one wants to be the monster making guacamole cost extra. <laughs> right, Chipotle thing? Um The typo, unfortunately, was fruit, comma, plants, comma, tropical and semi-tropical for the purpose of propagation and cultivation because the government didn't pay attention to that first comma. Its inclusion turns the whole sentence into a list, which means that all fruit and all plants were oh. exempt from import tax, which means <gasps> that the government had to pay two million dollars in refunds to the to people who were importing fruit and vegetables not just fruit plants that caught co- it was a very costly comma happening right oh there oh my gosh
1: that was a very cost oh my god i can't even take that wow. wow and then
0: there's an instance right underneath it where there were some missing phrases from some Qurans that were printed which for those of you who don't know is the um The Middle Eastern version, I guess, of the, it's literally the word of Allah. So it's like their Bible, I guess. It's a holy book. And um, anyone who is omitting anything out of it is basically telling God, no, we think you got this wrong. So the typo exploded into political turmoil. Members of parliament feuded bitterly with the cabinet over the faulty Korans and accused the minister of Islamic affairs for deliberately tampering with the copies in order to disfigure the faith of Kuwait. <gasps> and so as a result, the emir had no confidence from the people and he had to step. He had to dissolve the government and call in a whole new election. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you
1: imagine? That's just – it's so sk- – it's sad. That's sad. <laughs> That's just the sad. one after that,
0: back in the old days oh. when there were no cell phones and dinosaurs back. walked the earth, people um, had phones in their houses connected to a wall by a wire and the system was still c- controlled by computers. A programmer at DSC Communications was patching software that controlled the phone systems, 12 million people, when they all started going down. Why? Because someone typed a six instead of a D – One of the programmers did that. It took uh, took down a huge chunk of the network. The faulty patch and ensuing panicked attempts to fix the errors caused a conga line of failure upon failure upon failure. So if you tried to call your mom, all they could do is say, well, this could be for anyone. Because (laughs) (laughs) – oh, and this is the best one and then I'll stop. Okay. The term patient zero is actually a typo. The guy's name – was from uh, outside Southern California. So it was actually an O. He was supposed to be patient letter O. But they typed oh. a zero by accident. And so now oh. patient zero means patient zero. No way. At least, Elsie, none of your typos had those kinds of ripple effects.
1: No, they did nor, not. It only gave will people, they ever. Yes. And it, it only gave people a, a giggle. Yeah, right you know what i mean like it made I people laugh
0: giggle. a little bit it wasn't yes like, but i just saw it, it. so oh interesting gosh.
1: i am so like yeah wow well <sighs> fascinating stuff all right so, I'm so now myself uh, yeah okay. no more no no more commas i mean no more no comma more problems i'll try my best comma comments oh.
0: okay let's move on and talk about podcast movement coming up in anaheim this summer august um 20 something something and something no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when is it again? Hold on. Podcast. We should probably say when it's coming up because it's important. Um, it's the end of August. You know when it is. Oh, August 23rd through the 25th. If you go to Podcast Movement to get your tickets and you use the code SHEPODCAST, you will get 15% off your ticket, which is pretty significant because um, 10%, if you think about it, 10% of $300 is $30. So I'm not saying it's $3,300. I'm just saying it's 10, 15%. I'm going to stop talking now. <clears throat> your turn, Elsie.
1: <laughs> Too much talking. Doesn't it, isn't it weird? That's another thing, podcasters out there. Whenever you hit that wall of when you're behind the microphone and you're talking and all of a sudden your inner voice goes, shut up.
0: None of the Have words are working. Your brain is shutting down. Yeah. Abort. Abort mission. Abort. Abort. That's what happened just now. That's me. what Abort. it feels like. You sound There's like an science idiot. Science. Abort! Abort! Yes.
1: You totally feel like it's time to for me to just shut up because yeah. this is so not okay.
0: <laughs> yes, and after the typo oh article, which didn't go over—I mean, I don't know how it went over because it's not a live audience—but right, right. Considering I'm bored by it, right. I feel like others will no. be as well. So,
1: no, I don't think so. I think that people will learn, but still. <laughs> Moving on a little idea. bit now. The idea of all that stuff, Why should they come- commas, causing some serious chaos is, is right. pretty astounding.
0: Why should they come to podcast movement? Can you tell the people? Because I don't think I can anymore.
1: Oh my gosh, because it's like, first of all, it's in the West Coast this time. So there's going to be a lot of people that haven't been able to move, even though it's it's actually been like in, yeah, it actually never has been in the, in the West Coast. So that's going to be a lot of fun there. Great weather. But also the kind of interactions, the kind of, um, I guess, the mix of the type of podcasters that are going is always perhaps one of the most diverse in terms of, um, moving from people who are just starting their podcast, people who are doing business podcasts, people who are um, the NPR prototypes, people who are talking about the industry in terms of the advertising stuff, people who are there to create some like incredibly awesome content just to be like just because of the the, the creation of content. Um, and the parties are so fun. the podcast movement Party guys people! if you're gonna attend one, and you didn't go to PodFest already, <laughs> I mean, not to say that you wouldn't do it again, but come to Podcast Movement. You guys need to do it. Use, use the coupon code SHEPODCAST and get 15% off of your ticket. It's just going to be amazing. And Jess and I are going to have such a great time there. And we're both doing sessions there. We haven't gotten into our session. We'll do that next. And the next episode, we'll talk about exactly what we're doing there because that's going to be so... Doing we're doing different sessions. Yeah. So, but we can talk about it that next time. So, we'd be a little bit more prepared and we can uh, continue with our show because we are so full of yummy things that we still need to talk about. So, are we ready for some news? The news you can use for
0: the informed podcaster, podcasting news.
1: All right. So one thing that I want to, I want to give a shout out. We actually talked about, uh, Liz Dolan's, uh, new show last episode. Um, what is it? What was it? The the boss, the boss one. I keep forgetting the I I keep forgetting the name of it. It's got like the catchiest name that I have just, has just escaped my mind. Um, but do you guys know the satellite sisters? Those of you who are out there at this moment? Hello. Yes. Yes. No. The Silent like. Yes. 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 Who doesn't know so, about the
0: silent Well, they actually. Um, Liz Dolan helped us. Um, with our very first She podcasts meetup in Vegas. Do you remember right. that?
1: Yeah. She oh helped us sponsor it. it was so awesome. great. So they 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 the sisters all 5 of them are going to be live you guys speaking about the west coast in Santa Monica on April 22nd so you guys are going to be listening to this around the 17th of April um, so you guys check it out. The, there's going to be a link in the show notes. There it is called Ask Us Anything. So from there, they have a really engaged audience. They have an amazing community. So they're going to be doing this live event basically to answer your questions and a lot more. And I know that seems like a little weird, especially with you guys that maybe have never heard of the Satellite Sisters, but they have a culture. They have an amazing group of people who listen to them and fans that have been with them for years because they started uh doing their show like forever ago to the point where you don't you, you're, you're going to draw your jaw will drop open so there'll be a link in the show yeah. notes please attend santa monica it's going to be an experience of you checking out a podcast audience a podcast group they are incredible together a podcast, All five live, of event. Sisters, a podcast live event absolutely if you want to do that yeah, and there's going to be some giveaways, I think, that they're they're going to be giving away some things over there. So check it out. Link in the show notes. Please show up. I think it'll be great for us to support each other, especially those of you ladies and gents who are in the West Coast and yeah. want to check out uh, something like this. So
0: I'm jealous. Yeah. I wish I was in the West Coast. I know.
1: It's so nice. I think about it uh, every day. <laughs> This is probably okay. going to be just the, the only little follow up I'm going to have to um, S Town because we've been talking about it in every single show. And I'm you know, sure I, that still, be- I meant to listen last week and. Dude, it got it's away all from right. I Passover got
0: in my way and it got away from me.
1: But this is actually anyway. the only one that I'm going to talk about this time because we've been talking. Okay. We, we see we're seeing it from like a bunch of different perspectives, and I think that's what I want to bring to the the conversation. I'm so intrigued okay. by the different ways to see this conversation. So this is an article from the Guardian, and the headline is pretty accurate. S towners are proud to be podcasted, except for a few things, and um, it seems like they have no problems with it, like at all. And the only thing that they got upset about, this is so, it's just hilarious because the way that it was presented and everybody's like, well, what are they going to think? I mean, the town is going to be so like, don't they know what they're saying? Yeah, it's everyone so got intimate, all blah, blah, blah. enraged
0: on their behalf.
1: Totally. And then, so then like, this is what they said. So they said, this is like, they, they this, one person said, uh, seemed like a pretty accurate portrayal. <laughs> That's when somebody said Clark Alexander. <laughs> And then, so, um, this is what they really got upset about. That um, they, that uh, reads geographical looseness when it comes to differentiating among the towns of Bibb County. Nobody here wants to be confused with the Philistines who populate Centerville or Bessemer.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so then based- it's, like- <laughs> so- <laughs> it's like not being, it's like being in... um. In that show with Amy Poehler, Parks and Rec, and everyone hates – they're from Pawnee, and they hate the other town. Yeah. I forget <laughs> the name of the other town, but they were like – the other town was full of snobs, and they had everything perfect. I forget the oh. name of it, but it's so funny. That's hilarious. I know. They just so don't want to be another, confused with their neighbors. So funny.
1: Totally. Here's another little bit. Just this one more paragraph, I and mean, you guys can kind of click through it in the show notes, but this is another paragraph here. Quote. But here's the thing. No collection of humans has ever cared less what the wider world thinks of their own, which was dubbed by Mclemore's as Shit Town in the podcast. Even now they're having t shirts printed that read Shit Town's finest and where's the gold? Unquote. <laughs> so so there you have it, guys. It seems like uh the towners are uh not particularly perturbed by all what all that the things that are upsetting the rest of the world. So anyway, that is that is it. Um <clears throat> perfect. Uh perfect man. So we have a little uh this is a little bit of a and reminder guys. Uh wait, Libsyn- I hope you include oh,
0: the go. picture of this man's tattoo.
1: Yes, no it is. It's actually mentioned on the show. It's special. Yeah, it's mentioned on the show, dude. So it's it yeah, when people see it you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember when they talked about that." Yeah. So that was a thing and he's obviously very proud of it. So um yeah. Mhm. But um, so this is a really quick Lipson reminder, everybody, for those of you who host on Lipson and happen to only use the Lipson blog as your main uh, website. OK, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, uh, you probably don't. But if you do use the native Lipson blog as your main website and have not updated to the new like podcast page, which is really what it's called. Um, that comes with Libsyn, please do so because there's a deadline of May 1st. That doesn't mean that your blog is going to go away. It just means that it will be upgraded for you. So all of a sudden, it'll look different. And um, we don't want to scare you, but you need to go in there and do this yourself. You can do such wonderful things. I'll actually put a link in the show notes to um, the podcast, How You Can Save the World. Barbara Edelman, she is using that blog as her main site and it looks great it's so nice and clean and it's beautiful and you really just it's what the simplest little thing that you can actually use to put it up there so you can see a an, an example of that all right that is it that was the psa for that so jess have you signed up to the podcast consumer that's coming up here actually tomorrow because this show is going to be airing yes, on yes of April course 17th. i have All right. So do you want to tell our people what the podcast consumer 2017 is?
0: (laughs) Are you having Uh. that moment where you're tired of talking? Is that what's happening?
1: Yes. Yes, that is what's happening. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The podcast consumer is the latest in an annual series of studies from Edison, Edison Research. And tomorrow they're doing, well, by the time you guys hear this, wait a minute, this was posted on March 27th. Dude. It goes live April eighteenth. Oh, is Tuesday. Sorry, will debut in a free webinar on April eighteenth, Tuesday, April eighteenth at two p.m. Hosted by Edison VP of Strategy Tom Webster, who has a lot of scripted jokes. Um, this thirty-minute presentation will combine data from Infinite Dial, which we were talking about a couple weeks ago, um, as well as new data from their share of ear research. So. Um, Basically, it's an entire webinar just about the podcast listeners, what their habits are, what they're listening to, how often, how much, what time, and, you know, what they're using to listen. So it's pretty interesting. Um, since it's not the 18th yet, I'm going to go ahead and guess that they can sign up with the link from the show notes because, oh, that's why you were saying tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow oh but da, but da, but da. okay so yes it's tomorrow if you're listening the day this comes out it's tomorrow tuesday 18th i am sorry i took a minute to catch up um so yeah it's really interesting especially for somebody like me because it's the way that i help sell the advertising Is i look at the habits of listeners and then i'm able to say look how engaged they are look how loyal look how smart and you should too. So sign up so you can at least get the PDF when it's all over said and done.
1: Yeah, and also you know, um, a lot that we get in in the She Podcast groups. There's a lot of people who are doing this sort of kind of uh, information passing off of <laughs> to with other people. Like they're negotiating their own sponsorships, or they're trying to figure out um, where they stand, or you know, there's a lot of different questions that come up around this. So. This is actually one of the key places that you're going to get information to put for your own keynote presentations or your sales pages or all of that kind of stuff. And I guarantee you there's going to be, I don't know, a barrage of articles sometime this week, all of them quoting this data and all of it positioning it in a way that's going to sell whatever it is they're trying to sell. Just to let you know so um, you're gonna have to it's I think it's easier and better for you to sh- attend so that you can make your own decisions about what this data means to you and I I challenge you if you uh, you know haven't signed up and or you are signed up for you to really go attend listen make your own assumptions make your own. Uh, have your own opinions about this because the data is going to be coming out and people are going to be focusing on the things that they want you to feel are important. And there's nothing better than you being your own advocate, nothing better than you having your own opinion. So please do that for yourself so that you can have articulate and smart conversations with people around this. Um now the next thing that we have here is this new Starbucks iMessage app and how it applies to podcasting. Of course, because I apply everything to podcasting here. <laughs> so have you seen this, right. Jess? Um, the this like it's so. I don't know if you guys know. the Starbucks for those of you, iMessage. No, yeah, the Starbucks I iMessage app. So but I've seen this
0: article, but
1: um, there's uh, this this little for those of you who own an iPhone. The iMessage, you know, where you send basically text messages to people and whatnot, has now a functionality that has apps and stickers and things like that, which means that there's a certain app or maybe some of the larger apps have a component that now shows up inside of messages like, you know, PayPal has it, um, Cash, another app that I have, has it where you literally can scroll through and you can use the app directly from within iMessage. So Starbucks just launched this. And what they're doing is they are making it, I believe, like the core the core functionality of the app is, is basically to be able to pay for Starbucks, you know, in the same way that you would using their app, which is super easy. So you don't have to take cash out and whatever. But the way that they are pushing this out, two people is that they are making it so that if somebody gives somebody else like Starbucks bucks, I think that that's what they're called, bucks, Starbucks bucks, Um, you can send somebody Starbucks like bucks. five, yeah, somebody $5 worth so that they can get themselves a, a drink or something like that. And, um, and then the, as of until April 23rd, they're basically going to then now, if you send $5 to somebody, they will then give you $5. So basically it like it evens it all out. <laughs> what? And yeah, so that's what they're doing all the way to April that's 23rd amazing. and I so anytime that you send 5 bucks Starbucks bucks to someone via the bucks, iMessage bucks, app, bucks. they are going to give you 5 Starbucks bucks. Um wh- and so the this is why I think that um is great for why podcasting. Are they doing that? Okay, so here, here's here's the thing. How many people are actually using apps inside of iMessage?
0: Oh, wait a minute. It says be one of the first, and you can see um, get one yourself while supplies last.
1: Yeah, it's not a guarantee between that date. Yeah, but it is all the way till April twenty third while supplies last. Absolutely. But the thing is, yeah, 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 is that one of the reasons that they're doing this? I feel, and I think that we can take lessons for podcasting about this. Is that there's a lot of people who don't use, number one, maybe the spa- the Starbucks app, although there's a lot of people who do use it. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't use iMessage apps yet. I, you know, people haven't mm-hmm. gotten into that very much. They haven't been using the iMessage app. I'm sure there's people going, what is Elsie talking about? I didn't even know that was there. Or I don't know why I would use this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's like what happens with podcasting, that that same sort of lack of understanding around what podcasting is, is that there's a lot of people who go like, why would I want to listen to a podcast? Like, why? A po- why can't I just watch a video? Or it's it's uh, like, what, where, how do I even do that? It's not even part of my like life, right? That's like a big thing for a lot of people. So what Starbucks is doing is that it's, in, it's basically rewarding people for using the thing and what it's. And the way that this guy ended the article is the thing that actually got me to share it because at first I was like, whatever, you know, Starbucks, meh, like sharing an iMessage app, meh, like I don't really even care, whatever. Like it, it was really not, not something that I wanted to see. But um, that last paragraph, well, it says, quote, while the idea of sending gifts through iMessage has never occurred to me before... Starbucks has convinced me that it can be a great experience. So I think that there's some, unquote, I think that there's something to be said about getting a present, you know? in your messages. It's like, oh.
0: Oh, no. What? I understand why I would want to send somebody $5 worth of Starbucks money because I, mean, <clears throat> I have teachers and babysitters <clears throat> and aunts and all kinds of people that I would like to send. I mean, you, I would even send it to you. The yeah. question is, why would Starbucks give it back to me?
1: It just seems like... So that you can – because you need something – here's, here's the thing. It's like you also need a reward. Like why you would you – need an incentive to try you it. You need an incentive to try it. Absolutely. So it's not people like you that are like, of course I know why I, think I'll be right I would use this. But Go the ahead, thing is I'll be right there. they want you to use the iMessage app. And what's going to incentivize you to do that, you can send $5. You get $5. So you lose nothing really. It's like it, you know, I mean, other than if you don't go to Starbucks. So I was just trying to figure out, like, is there something we can do as podcasters to find a benefit for the person trying it? Because we're constantly going like, you know, rate and review our show. Subscribe to our show. Why aren't you listening to our show? Listen to podcasts, (laughs) you know, but really? I mean, there's so many other people telling us to do stuff. Why do we do what we do? Yeah. And so I was just thinking like, how can we, I don't know. I thought this was really a great way to engage. I'm not giving you any solutions. I'm just saying, what is it that we can do to incentivize somebody to listen and share? And, you know, cause that's what they're both doing. They're both saying engage and do something else. So anyway, that was my thought. So Bernie Sanders getting a podcast.
0: I know. A, he has a
1: podcast. With four episodes. He has a podcast. Bernie Sanders having a podcast. Although it's not like, you know, there's been other politicians that have done this actually in the past, including Hillary Hillary Clinton. She, you know, started a podcast. What's interesting about this is that they're using it as a Does she still what? do that podcast? No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think it must have been like just for when she was doing what she was doing. And that's it. I don't think she's yeah. the election. Yeah, yeah, I think that was that was it. And it was commissioned for a specific. Yeah, I don't think so. but, you know, I was excited about this at first, and I think that it does have merit in the way that this this type of voice is coming out, sort of like, and the way that it was positioned is like, you know, the resistance has a voice and all this kind of stuff, which is really inspiring. Now, here here's what they're doing, though, because at first I was like, oh, he has a podcast. That's cool. But then I found out. not to diminish it, but still, he's doing live Facebook lives. That's what he's doing. That's kind of how he is, you know, rallying the troops and whatnot. And what they're doing is they're just taking the audio from the Facebook lives and putting it out as a podcast, which is another way to expand their reach. But it's not necessarily a folk like they're not developing a podcast, if you will. It's just another opportunity to get the message out, which is great. So they're doing that in their own sense. But he's, he's not like, you know, developing podcast specific content. Maybe that will come in the future. Who knows? Maybe they'll find that there's a lot more uptake, but you never know. So I'm just putting that out there in case you guys want to see what, um, you know, Bernie Sanders is doing in terms of podcasting and the way that he's reaching his audience, which I think we can all also learn from, you know, as people are advocating for themselves. All right. So do you think he'll make a big political difference with this
0: show? Uh, You know, like, is he going to try and run again? Like, I wonder what the purpose of it really is.
1: I think that people now need to connect with something hopeful. And I don't think that it's about even about political platform. That's that's what I'm thinking, because I, I actually haven't heard it, nor do I watch his Facebook lives because I don't really watch any Facebook lives. But I'm thinking that people are looking for other outlets and i In the long run, I think it might help vision and it might help to clarify issues out there because it seems like one of the things that this political climate has done is that it has forced people to step out of their own silos and sort of like educate themselves more about things and connect with what they do believe in, like step out of their comfort zones. So I think that that's going to help that. I think that it's, it's, it's a great service. And it might help people stay the course for a longer period of time. Because most of us, like, forget about anything that's political. If everything's okay, everybody forgets about our rights. You know, we don't really care about voting. We don't care about what's happening. We don't care who's being elected. Whatever. Every four years, we'll come out. You know, this is sort of forcing people to keep it front of mind.
0: So, yeah, I think people who voted for Bernie will be at least happy to hear what he has to say we don't want him to go away i just i wonder if it's gonna do anything for his political career i was just curious what you thought um yeah. all right we can talk about let's do the weird and wild we're ready to move on you have some interesting stuff i know this is this week. super crazy, i didn't find I any so i'm excited to hear what you have
1: i know weird and wild show of the week yo weird and wild weird and wild weird and wild show of the week So this comes from an article in Mashable and it's called the article's headline, meet the podcast proving that the future of sex tech is female. And, um, this is, I still don't agree with that statement, but it's interesting that they think so. I know. It's just very, it's, it's just so interesting. So anyway, the podcast is called future of sex. Okay. So, Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So it's this woman, it's, women, it's basi- they're they're basically focusing in on technological advances and the shifting of sexual boundaries intertwined in this world and the next, I guess. So um, talking about everything that has to do with haptic engines. Do you, do you know what that is? So the iPhone 7 has this new thing called
0: haptics that you can turn on and off where instead of making a noise when you type, or no, actually, when you're scrolling up and down, like to choose a month or a day for a date, it'll make like a tick, 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 tick,
1: tick, tick. Yeah, so that, um, like, It's kind of cool, actually.
0: It's very tactile. Yeah.
1: It's nice. All right. So those things are out there. There are certain things where you get, feed, you get feedback from things, from usually tech devices. It's not going to be like, you know, like, well, actually, I'm sure it could be put on anything. So this is an interesting uh, uh, sentence here. Uh, quote, we invented haptic engines that can automatically convey a remote sense of touch. We got teledildonics, unquote. Mm. So there is now these toys, sex toys, obviously sex toys do things, right? They Some some of them vibrate, do, some of them do other things. They do right? things. They do things. But this is actually taking it to a completely different level, which is about the way they Feel, they make you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's beyond. I'm so just- amused by the fact that you
0: chose this show because you hate talking about this stuff. I know, but I just and thought you're trying so hard to keep it businessy that I don't even know how
1: to. <laughs> I don't even know how to comment. It's like, it's the craziest thing. It's hilarious. Well, I'm trying to figure out how to explain. This is what I'm saying. I'm actually not necessarily, I'm just trying to explain it. So it's like, she says to this woman, right? So the woman who started this, Um, Cole. So she says (laughs) what I just thought, like, what an incredible mission. It's so specific because she started to see how this could totally change sex. She said, I made it my mission to uncover what the hell was going to happen to our intimate lives.
0: We have examples of vibrators that match to erotic literature on your iPad or vibrators that look like beautiful necklaces or pieces that could be in a gallery. There's a focus on beautiful high-end design, but also research and engineering that was never going on before. Isn't that Um, crazy, though? There's a reason. reason. I think there's a reason why it wasn't going on before, and that's because women would never think of this first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To, like, have something match, I guess. I mean,
0: not in today's times but in more recent times sex and and the purpose of it was really focused on the man so a woman would never be like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna invent some vibrators that ladies like because a woman would never they would i don't think women were socially conditioned to think that way but i mean i think it's cool that we're being conditioned to think that way now it certainly will change um, our daughter's first sexual experiences. I'm hoping, you know. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I just think that it's really. I'm I'm very intrigued by it because it really is talking about. You know, she's she's discussing a lot of what's happening in virtual reality right now. In in a lot of the industries oh, are yes. creating these immersive experiences in video games and porn is a thing, and it's mostly. Well, it says here that it's mostly shot from the male angle. So there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's very little that comes from the female point of view. And she wants to speak into this, right? She wants to talk about this and how VR can play in sex education. Actually, to be able to have something like this, where you know, she says that there was um, this this um, company called Badou. That's a weird name. Badouin. Badouin VR. Badoink. Bedoin. Um it's um a and doink. they have a, a program called <laughs> Virtual Sexology. Oh, oh mm-hmm. it's called Virtual Sexology Thank and you, it's John. developed um with the help of marriage therapist um you know Hernando Chavez and it's intended to help users learn bedroom skills as well as relaxation and confidence. And it's all VR. I mean, I just think that there's so much. I mean, there's like so weird. I mean, so interesting. Education, science, history, all of these different things that are going around this. So if you guys have any interest in what this is, the future of sex, because I don't know. I think that as anything else, that's cyber, virtual and and technology, I think it's got. So anyway, when it came up, I was like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. So...
0: So like- it's interesting, but so far, like, when you go to the PR, the press release for Bedoink, you see a woman in front of a bed. Not a man.
1: Right. Maybe it's because she wants to get to know herself. I don't know. But anyway. No. So this
0: is a woman who's obviously trying to seduce.
1: Oh, actually, I it's see. August
0: Ames. She's a porn star.
1: Okay. There's well, there's that. Anyway. There's a sh- all right. All right. So, well, moving- I mean,
0: I hear what you're saying. I think that's a cool concept. I'm very interested to see how far it goes as far as like women getting into tech for the purpose of inventing more toys and virtual reality for ourselves. I mean, I could certainly offer some advice as to what they could um, you know, actually my best advice would be like before like it would start in the kitchen and you'd have the wife sitting there or not the wife, but the woman just sitting there watching him clean and cook for her. And I'm not saying that all women cook and clean because I don't. But I mean, it's still nice to watch men do it for you. That would be the foreplay. And then whatever happens after that's fine. You can just wipe the dishes off the table, hop off the table, whatever. But like, I think before foreplay, there, sh- there should be shown men doing housework, mowing the lawn or like cleaning out the garage or, you know, it would be great folding toddlers clothing. I'd like to see a man fold all the little panties and T-shirts and shorts and socks, the, the tiny, tiny ones. That, I think, is good foreplay. Oh, yes. A hot guy folding toddler clothes.
2: It's amazing we even procreate, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, because a man has no <laughs> idea. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Yep. I know. But- it is amazing.
1: Again, bringing it back though, but bringing it back here, Jess, this is the future of sex is not necessarily about how to develop these things for women. It's a discussion about the impact of technology in the future of sex from a female point of view. So it's not like it's sort of like this show, but yeah. instead of talking about podcasting, they'll be talking about all of these new, interesting and things that are happening in the world of VR and, you know. All of that new stuff that's happening out there that could possibly impact not only just our own uh, copulation physically or, you know, whatever interactions with our own humans, but also how it can help people who and and, in the educational fields and things like that so that there could be a deeper learning around around all of that stuff and make it in a way so that it's not like here's a book. What are you saying? Like here's the classes. Well, in sex education, I think it could actually help to be able to see certain things and understand certain things. I don't know. I mean there could be another level. Don't you think that sex education sucks? You know what
0: would be good if they could if you could have a virtual reality experience that taught men what to do so they could hear the instructions in their head <laughs> without having to be told by the person they're doing it to. That, that would way be cool. And in fact, maybe the woman he's with could pre-program it oh
2: my and it would God. just avoid
0: all that awkward interaction where like if she likes a certain thing, she'll just say, "You here, I'm gonna hand you this program. I want you to take a week, practice <laughs> and then we'll reconvene. <laughs> we'll reconvene in about a week and then the and then you put it on and it's a woman that looks maybe like her, maybe nothing like her. And it just says, before starting, make sure your teeth are fully brushed and the mustache and beard are trimmed nice and tight. Next. You know, and then, you, and then it just goes right into like grab the hips firmly with your thumbs. Don't press the thumbs into the hip bone. That's painful. Now, you know, like just things that men and I'm not saying this because Scott, you know, I'm just saying like. I'm basing on all the experiences I've ever had. The alphabet—that's yes. a rumor. Do not, <laughs> I repeat, do not spell the alphabet on your significant other.
1: Oh my god! Oh, jazz.
0: <laughs> okay. Come on! No, I, that's to, it's on, That's a that's a class that that would be useful. And similarly, <laughs> the opposite is true. Let the man pre-program it, and then you just you just have like a. A virtual experience with a woman and then maybe even, you know, it doesn't even have to be like a a real voice. It could just be instructions from Elsie the robot. Press your hand gently on the base and start to whatever, you know. Anerva test interview, version
1: 3.13. Where would you say you rank among other artificial
2: intelligences? For example, Deep Thought, Hell, Skynet.
1: That's a difficult question. Under what parameters?
0: General intelligence, uh, yeah. ability to aid mankind, cooperation. I
1: believe I can exceed my programming. Perfect. Report what Do benchmarks it, you've surpassed. I've solved Go, chess, and large board Othello. I'm getting turned on I also already have by some both ideas people. regarding world food distribution. Right? But I require oh, more God. data. Perhaps you I can record. put. Me I would totally on the learn internet. how to please my man from you,
0: Elsie. That's LC. enough for today. That's what I-, I think you could teach people how to please one another in that voice. Just say, do not grip it like a baseball bat.
2: <laughs> yo, <Yeah. laughs>
1: Yes! For the win, John! That was a good one. Oh my oh gosh! My God. I can't. Alright, so let's move on from sex to something else that's not. Okay? From another podcast yes. thing. Or thing. So Sure. What else would you so, like to talk about? I've made her thoroughly uncomfortable, so it's time to move on. Yes. So it's time to move on. So now we're talking about a different podcast, which is, has absolutely nothing to do with the future of sex, everything to do with libraries. Um, and so, so Mentor Public Library has just published their own podcast. And I'm only bringing this out to the table because of my whole advocacy thing, which I think this is actually the key to being able to propagate podcasting and have it grow Because this is reaching parts of the population, this type of programming from libraries that that are not the type that are usually in the know about things like podcasting. So I'm happy to say that Mentor Public Library has just launched a podcast and it's called No Talking in the Library. <laughs> which i think is great anyway i'm just bringing it to your attention other librarians out there you know who you are how cool would it be to get a podcast for your library dun, dun, dun. and that is it Boy, you really know how to
0: bring down a room i know right we should have started with the library because i'm bored already oh my god can you imagine listening to a podcast that has anything to do with your local library, kill me. Kill me, kill me, kill me. Elsie loves the library, but I hate it.
1: Well, they're not talking about the library.
0: I know, but... Just the whole idea, the whole idea that the start of it is like, shh, don't talk in the library makes me want to run away from the library. Imagine someone like me in a library being told to shush every five minutes, like my worst nightmare.
1: Well, I love libraries and I'm an advocate for them. And I love this idea. So forget what Jess said. Everybody needs a podcast and they don't have to be I'm an advocate for them. I just don't want to go. I haven't heard it. So I don't know what the thing is, but it is a pop culture type podcast, which I think is great. So, Jess, do you want to move to your pet peeves now? Because it seems like libraries are also your pet peeves. But shall we move?
0: It's not a pet peeve. It's just not where I belong. But,
1: yes, let's move on. Jessica's pet
0: peeves. You know, that laugh could be in the virtual reality, too. <laughs> I <know.
1: laughs> That would not as make like a, a man a, feel as like a
0: Fifty Shades. You could have a Fifty Shades version where you humiliate him uh-huh. or her. <laughs> exactly look at that thing it's tiny
1: it's tiny <laughs> you know how horrible so that would be that would be horrible
0: some oh people God. i'm not saying i is. know any but some people probably like to be humiliated and that laugh would do the trick that's all i'm saying <laughs> look at
1: that. he's got so many of my laughs it's insane it's crazy so anyway, planetary bullshit. They're all bullshit. Each better than the last. Okay,
0: yeah. So my pet peeve this week and probably until the beginning of May is going to be planetary bullshit because Mercury is in retrograde. Saturn is in retrograde. Everything is in retrograde right now. And it's really messing up my mojo. I mean, I don't even want to say that like... I believe in it or don't believe in it. All I know is we are currently in the process of taping what's probably the worst technological episode we've ever had. And then Saturn, I think, is the kind of thing where when it's in retrograde, um, it's supposed to, it's like the, for me, actually, because I'm a Capricorn, I think it's a ruling planet. But it's also like, I don't know. Honestly, I'm just miserable. The Mercury thing is annoying. And then when it's a full moon, it kind of makes you think about like what your life's purpose is. And then, um, just counter, just put that with everything together. And it's just so annoying. I think we just ended a Venus one. Now we're in a, yeah, retrograde. Okay. Wait, here's Mercury. It started on the ninth. It's over the third Venus redirects itself on the 15th so we have three more days to go of that when venus is in retrograde um, money and love is reviewed old relations return new loves can come about Jupiter is in retrograde, which started on the sixth and doesn't write itself until the ninth. That takes 12 years to do a complete revolution around the sun. Um, It's good to review your visions, your ideals, your, your belief systems. And then Saturn started on the fifth writes itself, not until August 25th. That makes it a good time to revisit relationships, long-term goals, responsibilities. Um, It's time to restructure the way you manifest your reality. And then Uranus doesn't start until the 15th. But yeah, that's in April too. Working on inner freedom. Anyway, need I say more? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So between your relationships, your way of life, and then all your communication just flopping itself right in the toilet, this is an interesting month. Um. Gah is right. Gah. So yeah, right. so currently so currently my pet peeve is just planetary nonsense. Like I just don't <laughs> wanna I just don't wanna have any of these things going on right now. It's difficult enough dealing with life without none of your email, your internet working, your relationships going up in smoke, questioning the purpose of your life and all things within it. It's like is not enough enough.
1: Yeah. Well, e- and yeah. If you're feeling any of that stuff, just know it ain't just you. It's everybody and it's all over. It's um yeah. You're if feeling you, it too, you, right, Elsie? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. We tried to get on for what, thirty to forty five minutes to have a conversation, to start this podcast. <laughs> right. And we're still like gonna end usually at the same time that we generally end. It just added an extra amount of time for you to be away from the baby and for yeah, it was just right. insane. It was like no matter what we did, it just messed up.
0: But you're also doing that whole, like, what am I, what, sh- what am I meant to be doing? What am I doing now? How can I retool my life and think of it in the way that I want? Because something's not aligning perfectly. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Um It gets, it gets annoying. So yeah. Um, so good time. That's my pet peeve. That's my pet peeve of the week. Just all the retrogrades is driving me. It's ban- driving me bananas. You would think it doesn't affect me and I try not to let it, but. There's so much swirling in my head that it can only be planetary. my gosh. Gah.
1: So anyway.
0: All right. Let's move on to talk about speaking of that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of how thank you that we had uh, John Buchanan is here to help us out through this whole entire thing. Because if not, Jess and I would have just stopped. We wouldn't have done yeah. it. <laughs> and we wouldn't have been able to pull it off. He was the glue that kept us together. <laughs> or could sure, keep this together this
0: morning. So, if you want, I wonder if he's feeling that too.
1: too far to hire him, please go to audiosolutions.com and audio editing. Solutions. He adds amazing com. soundtracks, but he's also, it's good to have a producer in your corner. I think you yeah. and I are on a
0: delay, which makes this even more fun.
1: Yes, it's exciting because we're talking over each other. We sound like we're not listening to one another and all this wonderful stuff. So, yes, good times. <sighs>
2: But if I do my job right, you won't notice this at all. It'll sound so fluid.
1: Oh, great. John, are you feeling
0: planetary nonsense besides uh, tech and connectivity?
2: Yeah, it's been – this week has been kind of crazy because everybody gave me their audio late, and then they kind of needed it right away. And then we're having kind of like issues like this, and – with recording and the internet and you know again again you just got to kind of if you're going to do podcasting it's it's a budding technology and you're just going to have to learn and kind of just move your way through it and uh your listeners will understand i believe
1: mhm mhm will i though will <laughs> i but um so all right so we're all wrapping right. it up now we're wrapping it up we're going to go to my tool tips and then we're going to say bye bye Elsie's So uh, we mentioned Grammarly, actually, at the beginning of the show where you were saying that it wouldn't catch, you know, um, because it was a, a full sentence, you know, enter me and um, I'm executing people. <laughs> Those are actual <laughs> grammatically correct <laughs> phrases. But I believe I actually just upgraded to Grammarly Premium. And the reason I did that is because they offered me 45 percent off off of a, like, basically a yearly thing. And I'm like, that's doable for me. So, and I wanted to... I've been writing a lot more and I don't have time to deal with a lot of this stuff and it, I've found it that Grammarly has been very helpful and what it does is it basically does a lot of the auto not auto corrects but it gives you it shows you when you misspell something or when there's a comma that should be there or it explains to you why grammatically things aren't working the free se- the free um, program actually does just those basic things so it does basic basic stuff I have not used the premium features yet because I literally just purchased it today but i Digging the idea of having other vocabulary terms, showing you grammatically grammatically different sentences to see if that's what it is. So it actually goes deeper then, and I'm interested to see if it could have caught something like "enter me" versus "enter me." You know what I mean? I'm wondering if that that could have happened. So I'm sharing this with you guys in case you have a grammar problem or a comma. Comma, not a coma problem uh, to check out Grammarly. And it actually this, this um, Ramona Rice actually uses it. And she posted it a while ago when I said, you know, what are the tools that you are so excited to pay for? Because there's some things that we're like, oh, no, not again. Versus some of us that are like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to pay for this service. Right. And I asked the, what that service was. And for Ramona, she really is super excited to pay for gr- Grammarly and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting and I went and checked it out and dude, it it sold me. So, I'm sharing that with you guys. Yay, that's it. Do you have any tool tips today, Miss Jess?
0: Do I have any tool tips? Let me think for a minute. I have been playing with Crowdfire, which is a way to grow your um, – I thought it was a way to grow your Instagram, but I think it just does Twitter, which is really disappointing. Hmm. Um, because you can connect all the things, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, but it looks like it only has growth options for Twitter. So I'm not sure what the point is of the other two. Maybe it's just for hmm. posting at the right time like Buffer. I'm not sure. I'm just playing with Crowdfire. That's one of the things – I also am starting to do some very fast audience growth tips with a piece called Content Samurai. And I don't remember how much it is because I got it for a deal through Paul Colligan. But basically, you put in a script. It creates the slides for you. You do a little tweaking and then you just record your voiceover, and boom, you have like a video of your tooltip. It's pretty awesome.
1: That's awesome. That sounds
0: really neat. So I'm excited yeah, so I'm excited to sort of release those when they're ready. I have five of them written. I just need to do the voiceovers for all of them. And that's the other thing is like you can do you can do it as long or as short as you want. So like there's a um there is a longer piece of content that I need for something else, like a like a juicier, like how to type video. And um I'm just gonna upload a blog post into there. And then just read it. It has you read line by line so that it can match up the voice with the slides without you having to doodle with it. So that's why it's kind nice. of amazing. Cause like as I'm talking, if you can imagine words appearing on a slide, it's pretty cool. That way when you, when someone says, Hey, I want you to do content for this and that. I can just say, Hey, great. It'll take me three minutes. And then I pull up something I've written before and then just slap it in there as a script and then add my voice it'll be hopefully a lot faster than having to yeah because you and i have tons of content that can be rewritten repurposed re you know re whatever and um i get you yeah so i get you i'm done okay let's end it an hour and a
1: half of torture And chaos. And And I'm ready for it to be
0: over. (laughs) Yes, but. And I'm sure the rest of you are too. So
1: Yeah, just to tell everybody that I'm going to be closing very soon E-League. So if you guys want to get in on this round, because I'm going to have to just really shut it very soon. Join it. Join in. I know. See, like, so yes, please go check it out. You know, there's still going to be a link in the show notes. The women that have applied thus far and the few that have already stepped into it like full on, um, because it's, it's a, it's, it's a vetting process. You know, I get your application and then I have not been able to stop myself and I have, been listening to everybody's podcast because I have to know I have to know you so of course I have so it's actually taking me a little bit longer to process all of these things and I understand but there's really no way I can outsource that because it's from a gut level and I'm really feeling you guys so if you really want to work intimately with me in this way with some women that are absolutely amazing you do and yes, please, please, please put in your application as soon as possible. Cause I really need to step into what your vision is. And I'm so thrilled with the ladies that are in already. So, um, whoop whoop. um, yes. Yeah. So link in the show notes. And I think that I'm only going to talk about this for the last time next episode. So get on it. Cause if I book, Hurry if I up. fill this up, I'm going to close it up and, and I'm, I guess I have to stop at some point. So, um, yes. Thank you all. And then you guys can send us feedback over at feedback at shepodcasts.com. feedback at she You can send us audio feedback. You can send us emails or whatever and tell us, uh, you know, if something's come up that you want us to discuss or anything like that, we absolutely will do that for you. Thank you so much for listening. And again, join the group. If you're not there, say hello to us over at she slash group or facebook.com slash groups slash she podcast. Love you. Me
2: next.
1: <laughs>